0: Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies Podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Salorsino, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi guys, welcome to season two, episode 18 of our Montessori Baby show. I can't believe we're already at episode 18. I feel like we just started season two, but time is a flying by. I am really excited for today's episode because we get to talk all about nature. So we are venturing into the great outdoors, if you will, to talk about the benefits of exposing babies and young toddlers to nature. So as parents, we intuitively understand, you know, that something like taking a deep breath of fresh air or, you know, getting a little bit of sunlight and, you know, of course, the wonders of the natural world have a positive impact on ourselves, right? And I've spoken before on the show on how, you know, nature can affect our little ones. But I wanted to dive into how research has also shown how outside offers numerous advantages, of course, for development, but also for their well-being and overall growth. And so it's pretty remarkable and I can't wait to dive into it. So let's embark on that journey through the world of nature with our little Montessori nature explorers or what they will be after all of that exposure. (laughs) But before we dive into discussing some of these benefits, let's go Ahead and go over our quote for the week. Of course, this week it is by the wonderful Dr. Montessori. So she said, Nature is the ultimate classroom. It provides endless opportunities for exploration, discovery, and learning. And isn't that the truth? Just from my experience, having worked with at this point, probably over a thousand, but hundreds of babies and toddlers over the course of my career, the difference in how the child moves, how the child interacts and just kind of is when they are in nature, when they're outside and interacting with the elements, the the ground, the trees, the, the dirt, <laughs> all of it. It is just something truly remarkable and why I want to touch on it some more because I want to just stress the importance of, you know, I know as a busy parent, it can be really hard, to set everything that we're doing down and kind of routinely go outside, get outside, even before our babies are, you know, walking and fully mobile. So let's go ahead and jump into some of the benefits so you can kind of keep those in mind. And maybe that'll be a little bit of like, ah, oh, this is a really good thing for them. And so I should probably just set, you know, these dishes down or the laundry down and do it when we get back because it'll also be really good for you. So, one area of study focuses on cognitive stimulation in regards to the exposure in nature. And what has been found is that when children explore the natural world, they engage in their senses, they observe patterns, and they make connections, right? So these experiences are enhancing their critical thinking skills, their problem-solving abilities, and it just is really, really remarkable for them. That exposure, you know, to nature stimulates neural pathways in the brain, particularly in areas responsible for things like attention and cognitive function, which is super cool because as we know, you know, there's a wide variety of sights and sound and textures and just kind of endless amounts of sensory and stimulation in nature, right? So it's rich and it's natural to them, right? It's not something that, you know, we're still in the process of studying, maybe something Something a little bit more modern. It's getting down to our roots. It's what we naturally, as humans, are stimulated by. So like I said, nature offers benefits for sensory, so that can help with things like refinement of sensory systems, right? So the different textures they can walk on, feeling the breeze against their skin, hearing, you know, the rustling leaves, smelling the fragrances of flowers and eucalyptus trees and, you know, all of these things contribute to the development of their sensory, their sensory skills. And these are all things that you can point out. We all have, depending on where we are in the world, there's nature, the type type of nature varies right but there is nature and so these are all things that you can point out you can point out the type of weather the type of you know air whether it be cold or hot you know windy or still you can talk about the wind blowing through the leaves and talk about how that sounds like and even like hold your ear close your eyes like model those types of things for them all of these things are really amazing because you're giving them these tools too right so you're modeling it you're immersing them in this natural world and giving them this experience that's just well-rounded in the rawest form you know (laughs) but there's also just really amazing benefits for their emotional well-being and also as far as mental health goes you know just kind of in those early years babies and toddlers are learning about who they are to the world and who the world is to them and with that they're learning about all the varied feelings and experiences and we know that nature offers a soothing and calming environment right it can help reduce things like stress or anxiety and so you know if you have a baby for example who you know has times in the day where they get a little bit fussier i encourage you to try out stepping outside i made a reel on my instagram you know still kind of getting into the real game but (laughs) i made a reel on my instagram um talking about my number one tip for a crying baby is to go out side. And that's for a lot of different reasons. Something like a change of environment is just really, really helpful in those situations, even for us, you know, for adults who are in a stressful situation, getting into a different space is really helpful. We're just kind of getting through the emotion and settling on the other side. But same with our babies, right? Getting outside specifically, getting immersed in that fresh air, surrounded by trees or flowers or whatever you have in your area is really, really helpful. So maybe use this if all of their needs are met. Because, you know, they could be crying because they're hungry or, you know, they have gas pain or, you know, there's a wide variety of reasons why babies cry. But you know your baby. So if, you know, they have their needs met, the energy is funky that day. People are just tender in the house. I encourage you to try getting outside because it works so, so, so well. I remember there were a couple times, and I might have said this earlier on the show, but in my classroom when I was teaching, there are just going to be some days where like the energy is weird. You know, it just is a little bit off. And of course, when you have multiple babies. So say you have a baby and a toddler at home or if you're you know a nanny or in a classroom space there's multiple children that energy is felt right like a lot of babies will cry together when you know there's other babies crying but also you know if there's like an older baby or a toddler as well that affects them too so just getting everyone outside I would use that tactic a lot I would literally just open the door you know I would just have our kids go out no shoes you know provided it wasn't a super hot day or anything but just No shoes, and just get outside and feel the grass, and it really, really helps. Because the serene atmosphere, the presence of all of the various elements of nature, and also the opportunity for just the free movement. So a lot of times in the house there are boundaries and limits, and of course there will be in nature too. Like we're not gonna, you know, let our young toddler climb, you know, a super high tree or anything like that. But outside, a lot of times there's a lot more freedom to move, and that's another kind of Montessori pillar, right? that we honor. And so that big movement, you know, being able to kind of practice walking and just kind of tumble into the grass or whatever, all of these things are just really, really amazing for them (laughs) and can bring a lot of, you know, peace, tranquility, and all of the benefits to the various areas and promote things like resilience, right? Because they have that freedom to kind of use that inner will to continue on practicing what they're driven to practice. So I encourage you, you know, within that to embrace the beauty of the outdoors for yourself as well. Just modeling is everything for them. I have been modeling deep breaths with my son, for example, from the time, you know, he was born. I would just try to like consciously remind myself to take a deep, slow breath every now and again, just to try to kind of calm myself down and like connect with myself, connect with my breath for a second. And it's one of those, you know, kind of self-care tools. I carry in my pocket if I need it in the moment and he has started doing it too. I would say within the last like month and a half, he will do it with me. And it's just really, really beautiful to see how when we model also in our self-regulation, they will also try it out. And right now for him, it's not a conscious thing. You know, it's he's not consciously like doing that to regulate, but it's something that he sees mom doing. It's something that he already physically knows how to do. So as he gets older, it's a tool that he can have in his pocket too. And then also one thing I wanna add is that in the hustle of, of the busy life of a parent you're doing so many things at once and you're a rock star I just want to say that over and over you guys parenting is a 24-hour thing and you are a rock star <laughs> but within the busyness of that You know, I think if you're able to consciously slow down and point out things even during the busy day, if you're able to model that for them, if you're able to kind of be conscious about slowing down and being present and noticing things around you, appreciating the scent of the tree or the beautiful yellow and black bird that flew by your window, which happened to us earlier this week, as you could tell by the very specific example. (laughs) But if you're able to do that, Again, just because of how powerful modeling is, it's a tool that they'll have in their pocket too. Interestingly enough, that's something that my grandma told me when I was growing up. And even recently, she still brings it up just about how when she was little, that's something that she bonded with her father over, how he would point out certain pieces of nature. And so she was able to do that and pay attention to the birds and the trees and kind of slow down even when she's like running in and out of the grocery store kind of thing. So I think that that's just a really beautiful, almost meditation tool, way to just kind of center yourself in a moment, focus on something that's not that busy hustle and bustle. And we all do it. We all have the really, really busy moments. But again, just having these little tools in your pocket, using nature as a guide can be really, really helpful. So anyway... I'd also like to touch on earthing a little bit. So it's the practice of being barefoot on the earth and connecting with the ground beneath us. It's something that I learned about in a documentary eight years ago maybe 10 years ago (laughs) a long time ago but ever since I learned it I try to do it you know whenever I can because it's an ancient practice but in recent years it's gaining a lot more recognition there's more research on it and we see things for adults like improved balance and posture and lower anxiety and stuff like that from just kind of that next level of immersion in nature and so well of course we want to protect you know Know their tiny little feet, but if you're in a safe space, you know if you're in grass or just an area dirt, sand, an area where you feel comfortable with them safely being barefoot, maybe try it out. Physical therapists everywhere recommend that babies and toddlers be barefoot as much as possible for things like their foot development, their arch development, their posture, all of that. And so within this, we're kind of combining these two worlds <laughs> and just saying, you know, hey, there isn't a lot of research on babies and toddlers being barefoot. In nature but we do know kind of the benefits that there are of babies and toddlers being in nature and then babies and toddlers being barefoot and then adults being barefoot in nature so maybe <laughs> combining all of these and just kind of allowing them to connect as you know of course as safely as possible whenever possible it might be really helpful and you might see you know a really solid nap here and there or <laughs> something of the sort so I will say that I do let my son do that as often as possible we went to the park the other day and there's a big field by the park and And he's a new walker, but in the field, you know, he was kind of getting on his knees and like speed crawling and then he would get up and walk around and I was just trying to let him like feel and roll in it and be and he slept so well (laughs) that night. So yeah, maybe just try that out and see. See how your child likes it and I will also say that the earlier the exposure to things like the grass and the sensory of the outside you know the more I guess receptive they would be to the the varied sensorial experiences I know you know there there are quite a few babies who I enrolled into my space who hadn't yet been on grass, for example. And so when we would go outside, they didn't like the feeling of grass. It was a like a, what's this, you know? <laughs> and they would warm up to it, of course. And over time, you know, they start running around with their fellow walking classmates if they were like a little walking toddler. So they get over it pretty quickly. But just, you know, the exposure is nice and of course, always safely. But As we're able to let them freely explore, they're able to do things like use their inner will to guide their movement, to explore the sensory and the ultimate learning experience that is interacting with nature. So anyway, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you gained, you know, even just a little bit of inspiration to get outside. And I just want to say that I'm just ever thankful for this community here. You guys are just truly remarkable. I am having a lot, a lot of fun Getting to know you guys. I know some of you found me on Instagram. If you're new to my community, my Instagram is at baby tour guide. I love connecting with you guys. So, you know, whenever you guys want, just send me a message. We're all in this together. I'm in this new mom phase too. So. <laughs> in this age of like kind of being a little bit more isolated from our larger communities. It's just nice to, nice to know we're all in this Montessori baby development journey together. So I also want to remind you that on July 6th, I have an all new workshop coming out and it is all about fostering independence from infancy to toddlerhood. I am so, so excited for this because I've had some of you guys message me about doing Montessori on a budget and fostering independence in the home is the perfect way to get started on your Montessori journey. And so, this has literally all of the steps that you need broken down in the same way as my course. So, in the non-mobile baby, the sitting, slithering, crawling, and cruising baby, and the walking baby, otherwise known as the young toddler, but I give you the who, what, where, when, why, and how of fostering independence all the way through toddlerhood. That is only going to be $9. You have lifetime access to the workshop, plus you get this pretty cool workbook <laughs> along it, and my goal is for you to walk away just feeling ready and empowered to support your baby's independence journey through toddlerhood. So if you're interested in getting notified about that, I will have my email list linked below, so go ahead and sign up for that. And that's about it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I am currently about to go probably make myself a cup of tea and sit on my patio and take some deep breaths. It was even a good reminder for me. It just sounds so wonderful. So anyway, thank you again for listening to Season 2, Episode 18 of our Montessori Babies podcast, and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye! Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years, the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram, at baby tour guide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Montessori Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!